Welcome to another inspirational episode of Monetizing Your Creativity. I'm Evan Green. I'm the Chief Marketing Officer of the Recording Academy, otherwise known around the world as the Grammys. I think what really connects with people is establishing a sense of trust. And you establish trust by creating authenticity. Monetizing Your Creativity asks the question, what does it take to earn a living with your creative talents? There's a, a universal human truth that we've kind of discovered and that is, is that people are looking for two things. They're looking for discovery, and they're looking to be part of a community. We focus on the success principles common to all disciplines by interviewing producers, directors, writers, actors, cinematographers, music composers, animators, designers, and much, much more. Learn how to create your own path to success. Let's roll. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Monetizing Your Creativity. I'm your host, Marvin Polis. Not joining me this time is our co-host, Fred Keating. I'm at the Banff World Media Festival, and so is Fred. And actually, Fred is somewhere else here at the festival, and he's lining up some other interviews and interviewing some other people. Well, I'm in the room with Evan Green. Now, Evan Green is the Chief Marketing Officer of the Recording Academy, otherwise known as the Grammys, and he's just finished up a presentation on storytelling. Evan, tell our listeners the gist of your presentation. Well, it's really about using the power of story to communicate and we all tell stories in our daily lives and marketing is no different the thing that makes marketing good and the thing that makes good marketing great is the ability to tell a story and capture people's attention and really connect with your audience you can tell a story in a two-hour feature film you can tell a story in a 30-second commercial you can even tell a story in a single frame what is it about human beings that we love to hear stories i think there's something that we connect with as it relates to authenticity right and from a brand standpoint and from a marketing standpoint i think what really connects with people is establishing a sense of trust and you establish trust by creating authenticity because I think consumers today are more aware and jaded and sophisticated and frankly distrustful than they've ever been before and they're looking to connect. And ultimately, there's a, a universal human truth that we've kind of discovered and that is, is that people are looking for two things. They're looking for discovery and they're looking to be part of a community. And I think by speaking to people in an authentic and trustworthy way, you create discovery that enables shareability, and ultimately shareability leads to a more engaged community. Now, how have you applied this principle to the Grammys? Well, the Grammys are more than just a single television event held once per year. The Grammys represent the culmination of 365 days of the important industry-related work of the Recording Academy. We are a not-for-profit trade organization that gives back to the music industry all year long in a variety of different ways. And so it's, it's critical for us to speak to our two constituencies. The first is the general music fan, and the second is the music industry. And we must communicate to both of these groups with a sense of trustworthiness and authenticity. That's the driving motivation in everything that we do all throughout the year, including leading up to the Grammy telecast. If you, if you happen to look at the advertising and marketing that we do leading to the show, it goes far beyond, and I would say it goes far deeper than traditional promos for other television shows. Rather than just put pictures of artists up on the screen and say, watch the Grammys, we try to tell a story. We try to tell the story of the artist's journey to the Grammy stage. We try to tell the story of the relationship between the artist 
and the fan. We try to tell the story of what inspires the world's best to deliver at a high level on a consistent basis. What do you think the message is here for recording artists in terms of being able to tell stories in their music and in terms of being able to rally their fans around their music and their stories? I think if you look at the artists that have resonated and that have really captured people's imaginations and that is that have connected with people for decades the one thing will hold true and that is is that people associate with the message of their music people associate with what's being said people believe that they are getting a, a glimpse into the soul of that artist and people connect on a, on a very deep human level there's wonderful artists today that are making music that is purely beats driven there's nothing wrong with that but if you look at the artists that have longevity and become legacy artists, those are the artists that connect with people through their words, through their songs, through the actual message that they deliver. And I think the underpinnings of that is all about trust and authenticity. I believe I can trust what Bruce Springsteen tells me. I believe I can trust the words of Paul McCartney. I believe I can trust what Bob Dylan speaks about because they speak to the human condition. So in part, it's about the storytelling within the music itself, and I guess in part it's about the backstory of the artist. I think it's about connecting on a human level to something that the artist is going through, whether it's uh, something that happened in the past, whether it's something that they're looking forward to, um, whether it's, it's, it's something happening in the world today. I mean, if you look at one of the most iconic songs that that's survived decades it's we are the world and that was a collaboration with dozens of artists singing about a particular condition in the world that that wasn't necessarily about a backstory about an individual artist that was really connecting with people on a human level about something important happening at the time understood now where do you see the opportunities for musicians and where do you see the I guess, the marketing strategies and tactics that they might want to consider using? Well, I think whatever I would say about musicians holds true with filmmakers, with general marketers, with people in general, and that is that it's important to build your own community. It's important to build an ecosystem of friends, fans, and followers who are interested in what you have to offer and interested in what you have to say. That's why I think social media has proliferated because of what I said earlier, it's about discovery and community. If you can discover something about somebody and then you share it, that builds your own community. And that's why I think people have such an affinity for social media. If you look at the artists that are popular today, it's incredibly rare to find an artist who is very, very talented, yet doesn't have a social media following. There are many examples of, of very talented artists who have been propelled into superstardom because of the relationships that they have through social media, because there is amazing popularity in what they do. And so now it's, a, it's an integral part of the marketing mix. Oftentimes nowadays, record labels will not sign an artist that does not have a strong social media following. And part of the arrangement, part of the contract with the artist is that they have to do a significant amount of their own marketing. They have to commit to a certain number of social media posts. So we all are our own marketing departments. What are some of the other aspects of working with a record company that artists may not immediately think about? There's a variety of things that a record label can offer an artist. They offer distribution, they can offer development, 
They can often put a team together from a songwriting standpoint, from a producing standpoint. They can often take an artist's sound and work with that artist and put the right team and package together to evolve that sound into something that is that is more commercial and has a broader appeal. Now, in addition to the aspect of social media that we've already talked about, what are some of the other things that artists can do to get the attention of a record company? Well, you have to be very talented. That's the first thing. You have to be very talented. You have to have a following. Because I think the days of A&R, the, the days of discovering an artist who's very raw, who's at the very, very beginning, and working with that artist and spending a significant amount of money developing and evolving that artist over years, hoping that it really pays off, that's incredibly rare these days. Record labels are now looking for artists to kind of come to the table with their own package in a lot of ways. They want there to be a solid sound, they want there to be significant amount of talent, and they want there to be some marketing momentum and some buzz created. Now I think the record labels can help to amplify that but they come on board now a little bit farther along in the development process than in days past. Now, how big does that buzz have to be in order to get their attention in the first place? I think it's different for, for each artist. I think, you know, there is no magic formula. There's big labels, there's small labels. A lot of different labels look for different types of artists, different sounds. Some labels are, are dedicated specifically to jazz. Other labels are specific to classical music. Other labels focus on heavy metal. Other labels look at indie or what's often considered grunge music. So each label looks for different attributes in an artist, and each artist comes to the table with a different level of development and evolution. And, you know, you have the big labels, you have the big three, you have Sony, Warner, and Universal, and underneath those labels, they've got many, many sub-labels that oftentimes specialize. So what I'm hearing is that if you are a really good artist, but you're out there in the hinterlands, you haven't actually built a following yet, you're too early for record companies now. Oftentimes, that can be the case. That's why I think management is so important nowadays. There's oftentimes managers that will be looking for artists at the earlier stages, and managers can help work with artists. They don't have the same level of infrastructure that the labels have, and they don't offer the same resources that labels used to offer to develop artists. But managers are really your first line of defense and, and somebody that's really going to look out for your business interests. There's many examples of artists that, but for a great manager would never have achieved the level of fame that they did. And for the benefit of our listeners who may not understand the distinction, what is the difference between a manager and an agent? Sometimes they perform the same functions. The agent is traditionally more involved in a pure transaction. So you have a booking agent, let's say, that books shows that will try and put a particular act in a festival or book them at a particular venue. The manager is somebody that works with the artist on a daily basis, on an hourly basis, somebody who is that artist's advocate, who does everything possible to help develop that artist's career. Now, sometimes it works both ways. Sometimes the agent does that. But traditionally, the manager is the one that's really aligned and joined with the artist at the hip. As a Canadian example, Justin Bieber was a 14 or 15 year old kid when he was discovered by his manager on YouTube. And his manager is the one that started to open doors for him and started to really create the strategy to get him known and exposed 
and the rest is history. You mentioned opening doors. This is really a relationship business in large part as well, right? Many businesses are built on relationships. Many businesses have their own language and you need to know the right buttons to push and the right doors to enter. But I think there is no business that is more dependent on relationships than the entertainment industry. You've got to know the right manager who happens to know the right attorney who happens to represent another artist and manager who then puts the two together or opens the door to a record label and makes a meeting with somebody else because he's managing transactions all over the business. So it gets a little bit complicated, but it really is true that this is a business that who you know is as important and sometimes more important than what you know. No, I think that's really important marketing advice. And of course, you are a marketing expert. What other advice, we're just about running up on time here, what other advice do you have for artists in terms of marketing themselves? I think it starts with authenticity. There is a lot of noise in the marketplace right now about brands aligning with artists, and that's really where a lot of money is being made. And I see a lot of artists chasing brands, wanting to be on the front lines of a brand campaign. The artists that are most successful in that world are the ones that have really built their following organically, that have created an authentic voice, have created a significant buzz in such a way that brands start to discover them and start to find them. It's a lot different when somebody chases you versus you chasing that entity. So I would say little Steven from Bruce Springsteen's band, the E Street Band, said something a couple of years ago that really stuck with me. And he said that artists today don't have the same thing that artists 20, 30 years ago had, which is if you can cut a record in your bedroom or your garage, you're not spending the thousands and thousands and thousands of hours in clubs honing your craft, learning what works, learning the subtlety and the nuance of a live performance, learning how to modify your sound, learning how to evolve in a sophisticated way. And I think when you have that kind of experience under your belt, when you've created that level of authenticity, then I think you've created something very valuable for a brand partner to latch onto and sink their teeth into. Well said, Evan. We really appreciate your time. Where can our listeners find out more about the Recording Academy and the Grammys? Well, thank you. It's been great to be here. You can go on to Grammy.com. You can follow us on Twitter at the Grammys. You can go on to our YouTube channel, which is YouTube slash the Grammys. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us all over digital channels. Thanks for tuning in to Monetizing Your Creativity. Be sure to join us next time by subscribing to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, please leave a review. It helps us with our ratings. You can also visit monetizingyourcreativity.com for more information about the show. And hey, be sure to tell your friends who want to understand how to monetize their creativity.